0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beatenness. I skinned. That was totally wicked! If I can change, and you can change, everybody
1: can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today we are hoping to do the last installment of The Crow, with this final installment of Wicked Prayer. Please welcome Nick from the Film Shake podcast.
0: How's it going, dude?
1: Uh, it's going good. I'm wondering how you're doing.
0: I'm, uh, I'm okay. It was you're okay. You're okay yeah, yeah. right yeah.
1: now. So before it gets bad, let's go ahead and let you tell everyone about Film Shake.
0: All right. Film Shake is a 90s movies podcast. We cover movies that we think are both awesome and kind of bad. So we wouldn't do like, this is the explanation I always give, and it's really generic, but we're probably not going to cover Jurassic Park on our show because everyone knows about that movie and everyone knows it's really good. But we would cover Jurassic Park, The Lost World. That would be where we would go there. Because in that one, you've got a small girl who uses gymnastics to kill a velociraptor which is obviously very bad, but it's more fun to talk about that than, you know, talk about the the first movie, which everyone, again, has already talked to death, right? So that's what we would generally do. We just did an episode on Hard Rain uh, with Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman. That's coming out, I believe, Tuesday after we're recording this. It probably, unless you edit really, really fast, then I think it'll be out by the time this episode's out.
1: It will definitely be out. This one will be out June 22nd. I right, got it.
0: Set up during this one's coming out. Very nice. Unless I, I say so many horrific things in this episode that you're still editing a year from now. Oh, no. <laughs> this episode will be 30 seconds long.
1: And welcome. Well, that's the end, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to you. All
1: right, so also, I'll just throw it out there. Something I love about your show is the whole trivia at the end and the punishment with the watching the film, which I'm guessing you're gonna talk about with this. So
0: that ties into this movie very all right, strongly.
1: So, Alright, yeah. So let's go ahead and get started. This is the Crow Wicked Prayer. Jimmy Clevel, you're under arrest for the murder of Lily Ignites the Dawn. Come on, Tanner.
0: I loved your sister. You know how to kill her.
1: Bullshit. I don't believe you well go ahead shoot sure. it's loaded this time i'll you, man i want to die i want to die do it do it please please go ahead all right nick tell us why everyone you watch this film when you watch this film
0: well wait now this is this is your next favorite movie and the first question is what is your favorite movie I, um... so i said I'm glad you asked, Josh. My favorite film is Alfred Hitchcock's Obsession focused 1958 Magnum Opus Vertigo, which is what I'm here to talk about, right?
1: Uh, Unfortunately not, sir. Unfortunately not.
0: (sighs) Damn. All right. So I'm talking about 2005's The Crow Wicked Prayer, and I have a synopsis that I wrote out, Josh, because I felt like if I tried to just tell you from memory what happens in this movie, I would mess it up. Oh, boy. (laughs) So here we go. Here's what happens in the Crow Wicked Prayer. And if you've seen previous Crow movies, you probably can guess what the outline of this is. They all kind of follow a similar formula. This one kind of acts like it's not going to do that, but then it does do that. And maybe not my favorite fashion of all the four (laughs) Crow movies. All right. So there's this reservation and the Native Americans are going to shut down a mine and build a casino, but some people don't want them to build a casino. And Edward Furlong is in this movie and he killed a rapist and he went to jail and he got out and everyone hates him now. I don't know why, but everyone is <laughs> pissed that he killed this rapist and went to jail and came back. So everyone hates him. And dude, I don't know if you noticed this. His last name is literally Crow in this movie. His name is Jimmy Crow. I mean, it's Jimmy Corvo.
1: Cuero, but, yeah. you know,
0: it's Jimmy Crow. So that's kind of a hint there as to what's going to happen to Jimmy later on in the movie. and also. This blew my mind going in because I don't know. Okay, let's clear this first. You've seen this, right? Yes. Did you know before you went in that there was going to be a satanic biker gang? No, I did not.
1: No, I did not.
0: I didn't know that either. So I I thought, what? This is going to be nuts. Like, this is (laughs) going to be the best crow movie, a satanic biker gang. And it's led by David Boreanaz, like Angel, you know, from the Buffyverse and his girlfriend, Tara Reid who I think can do magic in this movie, but I'm not totally sure. I, and she used to be a stripper. I know that, no. Or maybe a prostitute. Or <laughs> both, maybe. And they're, try, they're trying to get Satan to take over David Borianaz's body. But really what they're doing is not giving the best performances of their career. I had a different sentence there about their performances, but I know we talked beforehand about keeping things positive. So I'm going to try so hard to do that. From here on out, the acting in this movie, it's not that great. It's not the best. And Edward Furlong, you know, he's kind of like a cornerstone of the 90s. Right. He did T2. He's at the forefront of that movie. I mean, obviously, Arnie is a star, but he's great in that. Right. And then American History X at the end of the 90s, like really, really stirring, moving film. And he's great in that, too. He he says, I think life's too short to be pissed off at the end of that. And he does like a really great job. Right. But he's in this movie, dude. He is the star of this movie, the crow wicked prayer and his fiance. You're not going to believe this because you've seen the other crow movies and you've seen this, his fiance gets murdered. Josh, she gets killed. <laughs> they say he, coming, And he yeah. does too. And then he becomes the crow. <laughs> and then he starts taking out David Boreanaz's biker gang. And that sounds awesome, but it's, it's not awesome. Josh, there's not too much stuff in this movie. That's awesome. I'm not going to, again, read the actual sentence I have about how I feel about the stuff in this movie, just that it's not awesome. And just like in all of these movies, the crow gets hurt. So he starts losing his powers. But guess what? His dead girlfriend's dad. It's Danny Trejo. And he's the (laughs) tribal leader. And do you know how he brings the crow back to life when the crow is near death? He does a rain dance. No, a crow (laughs) dance. I'm sorry. It's not a rain dance. It's a crow dance, and it's amazing, and it's in slow motion. Danny Trejo does a crow dance in slow motion while chanting, and his shirt is off, and he has amazing tattoos. And that is my favorite scene in this movie, if not for this fact. In order to become Satan, and I'm still not sure why he wants to become Satan, but David Boreanaz wants Satan to inhabit his body. So to do this, he visits El Nino. This is a preacher played by Dennis Hopper, because Dennis Hopper is in the Crow Wicked Prayer. And he's incredible in this movie. The scene where he gets Satan to inhabit David Borianaz's body is one of the best scenes of any film I've ever seen. Mainly for the vernacular that Dennis Hopper uses. Because he's like, oh yeah, you came back. The original OG. Is it you, Satan, here to visit the homeboys? And he keeps calling Terry Reed Shorty. And yep. Satan Shorty. <laughs> and... I've never heard Dennis Hopper talk like this in any other movie. So this must have been really close to his heart. So he helps Satan get in David his body. And then somehow David his acting gets worse than it was before when he gets inhabited with Satan. (laughs) Or, Or Satan just acts that way. And he's like on another level. And he just knows this is what Satan would actually do. But then we find out he's not totally in his body. The only way he can be more in his body for longer is if his body has sex with Tara Reed at a graveyard, but then Edward Furlong kills him. And then I think the casino get, gets built, but I don't know. They never mention the casino again after the first 10 minutes, even though the anger over the, the casino starts like the entire movie. And that's it. That's, that's it. I just told you the whole movie, the crow wicked prayer, 99 minutes. That's what yep. happens
1: there you go i think you you did it so tell everyone why you saw this movie
0: so my show has a trivia battle like we mentioned at the end of every movie and the loser has to watch a movie that's possibly really bad that's it's called the punishment film we call the fallen warrior movie because it's like you got killed in battle and now you're in hell and you're watching a bad movie so that's how every episode kicks off we whoever lost, we'll talk about that movie for like five to 10 minutes. And then we'll go on to the main body of our episode in the main movie. And I always win. I always win trivia unless I just get bored and I let Jordan win because I don't know. I'm, I'm five years older than him. So maybe like I was just older in the nineties and I just have more nineties <laughs> knowledge, but I just destroy him every episode. It's sad. It's really sad, but every now and then I feel so bad for him. I just let him win. And, The episode that I let him win was before we did our episode for The Crow. So we said, okay, I'm going to get you, Nick. I'm going to make you watch The Crow, City of Angels. And, you know, that's not my favorite crow. I'll talk more about that later. But some people really dig that one. I thought, that's not a big deal. And I'm watching two crow movies. There's only four. Why not just watch all of them? Because I have serious compulsion issues, Josh. (laughs) I watched all three Cruel Intentions movies.
1: I remember. I didn't even know there was a third one of those. I knew the second one. I did not know the third
0: one. It's so bad. I've never felt as bad after watching a movie as I did after the third Cruel Intentions movie. I I took a shower so hot it burned my skin off. That's how bad I felt <laughs> when it was over. But that that was it. I watched. For some reason, I said, well, I watched The Crow and The Crow the City of Angels. Why not just watch Salvation? Why not just watch Wicked Prayer? And then I did it. For no reason. We talked about it for like 30 seconds in that episode. So it really gained. It gave nothing to the actual episode we recorded. I just did this to myself. And then I, I watched it again for this. I've watched oh it twice. Oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> i watched The Crow Wicked Prayer two times from start to finish. And a lot of it is in slow motion. So it's really like I watched it 20 to 30 times.
1: <laughs> okay. There you go. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched it for the first time for this as well, getting ready and I, too, had to rewatch it again last weekend to make sure I was refreshed for this thing. (laughs) So, I have now seen it twice. I don't want to see it again, but I will say this. For all the bad stuff I'd heard about this movie for so long, and the reason I skipped it for so many years, I didn't completely come out hating it on the other side. So, I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely not up there. But, I was like, eh. Yes, the acting's terrible, but it does have a lot of people I like seeing pop up. Randomly, Tito Ortiz is one of the bad guys. That's true. Uh, oh, my goodness. Tank from
0: this? The Matrix, before he got fired from The Matrix, he's in this. It doesn't seem like he's doing that well, either. Like, it, it made me really sad. Who is it? So the guy, I don't know if you remember this, and I, I feel terrible that I. Well, I can tell you the actor's name. I can tell you his name. His name is Marcus Chong. He plays war in this movie because I didn't even mention this. So <laughs> the bad guys in this movie are the like four horses, of the apocalypse yep. and uh, ads is supposed to be death and the famine and pestilence and Marcus Chong from the matrix is war, but he got, I don't know. It was like a contract dispute or something. He ended up getting fired like after the matrix was done and, filmed and they decided to do the sequels so basically whenever the second movie starts they're like oh man he died on the way back to his home planet so now we have (laughs) his cousin instead and it's harold Perrineau or his brother i I don't know and i feel like he spent his entire life since then basically saying i was so wrong by the wachowskis i can't get (laughs) over it and he did do this movie and i feel like he's still messed up from getting fired from the matrix like he's got some weird things going on in this
1: Yeah, maybe this wasn't the best recovery. So (laughs) this might not have been the answer.
0: (laughs) Yes, one of the most useless movie suicides where he's he decides to go out in a blaze of glory and uh, he's got this dynamite strapped to his chest. And I swear the dynamite, it looks like you got like, uh, I don't know, some flour from above your stove and packed it into like a red Walmart bag. Or a blue Walmart bag and like magic markered at red and then tied it to your chest. And uh he so he blows up when that happens, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. I,
1: I just watched it and I'm not, I don't know if I remember <laughs> that
0: either. So the kill the kills in this movie, they're not the most memorable. And all four of the the writers obviously die because guess what? The crow wins at the end of the movie, but I, I can't really remember how they die. I think there's a bug zapper in one of them, right? Someone yes. definitely gets bug zapped.
1: Yes, because then Edward Furlong turns and to be rebellious, spits at the bug, bug zapper. I was like, oh my goodness, okay.
0: Spits there's so the much spitting in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the the end fight in this movie is just Boreanaz and Furlong spitting at each other for like five or six minutes. <laughs> Half of it is in slow-mo. It's like stuttered slow-mo of saliva. And one of them's always on the ground. So it's like coming down from above and hitting him in the face. Maybe there's a metaphor there.
1: Maybe, 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 maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So you talked about it. Let's talk a little bit about the sequels or the, the prequels in this case. This is the last one. Let's, I know the, the first one has to be your favorite.
0: Well, wait, you you did say, when did this movie become your favorite? Whenever we were talking about this before, right?
1: We've already
0: established
1: this is not your favorite. But sure, if you want to talk about that, go for it.
0: I just want to (laughs) imagine a world where it could be my favorite, Josh. Okay. And that would have to be a world where The Crow Wicked Prayer is the only movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would say it in the same sense as the only colonoscopy I've ever had in my life is my favorite colonoscopy. That time I was changing my kid's diaper and he had too much milk to drink is my favorite time somebody pissed in my face, Josh. (laughs) The one and only time I got audited by the IRS and had to pay back $3,000 is my favorite time I ever got audited. Like in those terms, the crow being the only movie I've seen, that would be when I would say, this is my favorite movie. And that's only because of that. But then when you think about it, like a colonoscopy could spot a cancerous polyp. And like, at least before my kid pissed in my face, like he enjoyed the milk when he was drinking it. Right. And we've both seen this movie. I have a joke about Tara reading cocaine. I feel like I don't want to tell it now (laughs) because I'm being too negative, but I'll just say it. You've seen this, right? Like, do you think this movie helped her buy enough cocaine to forget she was in this movie? Like, I don't know if she does coke. She I'm just assuming it. Maybe she does it. Maybe she's a fine, upstanding citizen. But watching this movie, I felt like she did some cocaine while on set. I could be wrong. Again, she seemed really sad by the end of it. Like this really drained her, like morally drained her. There's yeah. a scene where she prays for mercy. She prays to Mother Mary for mercy because she stole Edward Furlong's girlfriend's eyes. I forgot yes. to mention that. Yes. My favorite part of the whole movie is that uh, Manuel Cherokee. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Hey, I'm not sure how you say her last name. She plays Edward Furlong's girlfriend or fiancee. And he keeps mentioning, you have the most perfect blue eyes I've ever seen. The most perfect pair of blue eyes. Dude, she has brown eyes. That actress <laughs> has brown eyes, right? And I've seen her in other stuff. And I was like, damn, did they make her wear contact in this movie? Or like CGI her eyes or something? Dude, they did not. Her eyes are brown the whole time. <laughs> br- at the end of the movie, they get reunited in the afterlife. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Her eyes are still brown. And Tara Reid is supposed to be wearing the eyes she ripped out of her head. Throughout the rest of the movie, because for some reason, Lily ignites the dawn, which is the name of Edward Furlong's fiance in this movie. Lily ignites the dawn. Her eyes and Terry's head are also blue. So I, I don't understand that. I feel like maybe I missed something about how blue and brown are equitable. They're the same color in this movie. I don't even know how I got on that, man. I'm sorry. My apologies.
1: I don't don't know. But that's also, that's how eyes work. You just cut them out and put them in yours. And that's, that's, that's simple.
0: I love the cut to her doing it because it's like, you never see (coughs) the eyes. You just, the camera starts getting really shaky and then she slaps herself in the face with both hands and then the camera pans down to the ground and like comes back up and she's like, look, my eyes are still blue because her eyes are blue. I don't know if you've seen seen, Tara and other stuff. You probably have because she's in a lot of movies. Her eyes are always the color that they are throughout this entire movie. So,
1: (laughs) I mean, yes, I've seen her. I don't think I've ever paid attention because I mainly (laughs) know from American pie, but Yeah. (laughs) you said it let's put it between if you've seen what if you've seen the crow wicked prayer and you've seen cruel intentions 3 which one's your favorite movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right in that kind of world (laughs) wicked prayer this is great josh you're a genius because you just frame this in a way to where i can talk positively about wicked prayer because i i hate cruel intentions 3 so much man like the end of cruel intentions 3 like the the lead actress purposely is raped She makes herself get raped on purpose in order to put this guy that's already raping people before her behind bars by taking giving herself GHB and then asking him to have S&M sex with her where she'll get bruised and then pass out. And she calls the cops right before it happens so that they then arrive. And that's that's the one of the least morally offensive aspects of Cruel Intentions 3. Wow. So I've got to go with wicked prayer here hey, I like mariachi music. This movie, they couldn't afford like a big orchestra like the other ones or like a new metal soundtrack. So, or like, a you know, a cool. The first movie doesn't have a new metal soundtrack. It's just like all, all kinds of weird, cool stuff. And I, I, I'm i about to praise new metal later. So I don't even, I'm wearing a Slipknot shirt right now. Look, this <laughs> shirt says Slipknot. I'm not dissing new metal at all. But it has a mariachi soundtrack. I like that. That's cool. I like Danny Trejo. Dennis Hopper, he... If he wasn't on cocaine when he made this, then he just had cocaine residuals from decades of doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah. There's no way like anyone does this performance <clears throat> without so much cocaine. It's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. We could prayer. We could prayer wins. It's my favorite movie of the two movies that have ever been made, which is weird because you'd think Cruel Intentions 3, there'd be another two, but not in this galaxy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Sequel time, prequel time. You wanted to talk a little bit. At least you wanted to bring up City of Angels. So go ahead. Okay. What do you got to say about the other movies?
0: All right. So what I would want to see in a sequel, I guess to Wicked Prayer. So we have to think what's already been done because we don't want to do that again. Right. So I feel like City of Angels was kind of like, what if the first movie, but way more nipple piercings? Like what was up with that dude? Like someone was really getting their s and rocks off with that one. Like they definitely filmed half that movie in somebody's sexy torture chamber. Like this is a movie like army hammer. Like that dude probably watches that movie and has a boner the whole time because literally that guy wants to have sex with women and eat their flesh at the same time. Allegedly. Right. Like it's gross. Like that movie's gross, but dude Jordan that I co-host my show with that's his favorite crow movie. Like he just loves like trashy gross stuff. Like he's a trash fiend. So he really likes that one. I think the original cut to that, where they at least explain to you why the villain is like this s m fiend, like this weird yeah. torture hound guy, like originally he he fell through some ice when he was a kid and he went to hell and he's been trying to recreate that experience the rest of his life, like make hell on earth match the vision that he had, which makes the rest of the movie like make <laughs> a lot more sense. Right. But for some reason, they decided to cut that because I don't know, I thought I guess they didn't think audiences would be able to handle it. I don't know. So it's not in the, it's not in the original cut. So anyway, I wouldn't do that. Like I wouldn't just make an all that weird Iggy pop SM crow movie. Cause we did that already. Okay. And then like salvation, like, I don't know about you before they even announced it. I always thought like, what if they made a crow movie, but the crow is Eric Maybeus? <laughs> and then we got that with salvation. I was so excited. I'm not even lying. I, Granted, I did watch it between City of Angels and Wicked Prayer, but I actually like that movie. Like, I I like Salvation. I, it's like the kind of trash I enjoy, I guess. Like, I like that he's just like a kid, like he's he's like barely a, like out of his teens. So like, he has like no special knowledge or like fighting abilities. Like, he really doesn't do anything cool in the movie. Of <laughs> kind of like damning it now instead of praising it. But I like it's like a mur- a murder mystery, right? He's like, who yeah. framed me? Because. He gets framed for the, the death of his girlfriend for her murder. And then he gets electric chair and becomes the crow. And it's the dead girlfriend's sister is Kirsten Dunst. So it's got that going for it. But dude, here's why I like it. It has the best explosion in like every crow movie. <laughs> and it's like the most new metal of all the the soundtracks. For I think there's a Creed song on that one, actually. I couldn't oh be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, and then they made the Wicked Prayer, which answers the question, like, what if we made a Crow movie, but it was completely unwatchable? So I would that would be the first thing I would change is for five. I would make it really watchable. And then I thought, like, they do like a lot of gender swapping now with roles. Right. So, like, what about a girl Crow? But what about, like, if it was Melissa McCarthy and she just, like, fell down a lot like that would be different. (laughs) Like, that would be (laughs) be something you didn't expect. (laughs) But I think like it is like a really cool world with a lot of stories to tell. I love the first movie a lot, man. I, r- I really do enjoy that movie. I had watched it in a while when we covered it a few months ago and I forgot how much I liked it, man. So oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of stories to tell like in this world, the crow world, but you need like a modest budget. Like I used to work at Walmart back in the day and I feel like you need more than like a day's wages at Walmart. shoot a crow movie and that's what wicked prayer felt like it but like everyone in the cast sold their shoelaces on ebay for the budget and that's what they used for the movie (laughs) so you you gotta have like a little cash it doesn't have to be like huge budget i feel like 30 40 million you could do something that that looks okay like that mortal Kombat movie that just came out like regardless of whether like anyone thinks it's good or bad like it looks visually looks pretty good for 50 million dollars yeah. So I, no, oh, I, I agree. You, I agree. I think you could do a crow movie like that. And I was listening to the first crow episode that you did a few weeks ago with Adam in it, which was nice, man. I, I like hearing your, your voices together. I was a big fan of cinematic blind spots.
1: So oh, thank cool. you. Thank in the you two for
0: he brought up recasting the cop from the first movie played by Ernie Hudson. Who's one of our favorite actors on film shake. He brought okay. up recasting him with Idris Elba, right. who I, I always say Idris and that's not how you say his name. It's, it, it's, I, it, I we're horrible with names too. We mispronounce everyone's name. Like we did when we did cruel intentions, we mispronounced Ryan feel pace, name wrong every time. I'm every pretty time. sure I said yes. it wrong just I, now.
1: Yep. I, I don't know the correct pronunciation. but Yes. I remember you guys had a whole conversation about how to say his name.
0: <laughs> yeah, I still don't know. And we got like an actual French guy who made a video and we, we tried to copy him and we still couldn't do it. So let, let's just say it. I'm going to just keep saying Idris Elba, even though that's not what I want to say. Cause I'm pretty sure that's the right way. So the, he was talking about casting him as the cop, but I thought like, why not just make another crow movie where like Idris Elba is the crow? Cause he's already really physically imposing. Like he looks really cool yeah. throwing people out of windows. Like I feel like in Luther, he throws someone out of a window like every five minutes. Like it's so badass. He's like, Give me the information I need. And they're like, I'm not talking to you. And then he just throws him out a damn window and they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't think you would throw me out a window. Here's all the information. <laughs>
1: Adam has been telling me to watch Luther and I haven't watched Luther yet.
0: I just summed up the whole show for you. Like if that sounds like something you'd like that it's pretty awesome. (laughs) And a lot of times the people who throws out the window are in a cult. So that ties in with the crow actually. There there you go. Yeah. And you can make it to where like he and his girlfriend who like always wanted him to quit smoking gets murdered by like an army hammer stand in. Like we could go (laughs) back to that. Well, I'd like army hammer to play it actually. You know, because people are know like, doesn't that dude like want to eat chicks? You know, like <laughs> people know, people know that like he's messed up. So and then like Idris Elba just goes nuts like after that happens and he gets murdered by Army Hammer, like he gets this big, bulky, massive overcoat and like he's British, but like definitely British, like they let him use his real accent, like no fake American one, <laughs> like going full British. It takes place in London. It's like all night fog and chimney smoke. And dude, his main fighting move is just like Luther. Like he just throws people out of windows. Like he, he throws everybody in, out, out of window and then he just starts smoking. Like he chain smokes through the whole damn movie and his girlfriend wanted him to quit. But, you know, they killed him and his girlfriend. So that's it. He's, he's not going to quit now. He's dead and he just smokes the whole time. And it would be like so cool looking if Idris Elba just walked around and wore like a big ass overcoat and he chain smoked and he threw dudes out of windows and he has like a fucking crow on his shoulder the whole time. Like that would be the coolest movie ever made. And it's always night. And John Williams does the score.
1: It would be amazing. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's what I want. That's the crow five right there for me.
1: All right. That sounds good. Well, you know what comes next? Well, actually, I don't think I put this on the (laughs) question, but if you listen, you know, what comes next. Sell this movie to people. Sell the Crow Wicked Prayer. I think you've been doing it. I think you've done well. You might have sold them on not watching it. I don't know. But maybe (laughs) people were like, you know what? I got to see this. This movie sounds
0: crazy. Okay. So if I'm selling this to people, like I am going to obscure most of the plot. I'm going to talk about one thing. Imagine Dennis Hopper is a preacher and Dennis Hopper has a church. And that church is dedicated to the worship of Satan. And the way that Dennis Hopper worships Satan is his entire congregation is made up of strippers dressed as kitty cats. <laughs> Watch this movie because that happens. And they give David Boreanaz a bath to prepare him for Satan to inhabit his body. And it's in slow-mo and it's tinted red. There's no nudity. Though. Don't expect any nudity in this scene. They could not afford to pay anyone to take their clothes off in this movie. Oh, and, and... And Dennis Hopper is also a pimp, and he talks in 1970s street pimp slang the whole time.
1: You no, know, I don't think you're making the wrong move selling it with Dennis Hopper. I think, I think it's the right move.
0: That's it. And Danny Trejo takes his shirt off, and he does a crow dance in slow-mo. And he has a really awesome fake tattoo on his chest, and it looks amazing. I'm pretty sure it's sm- smudging off by the end of the dance. Cause dude, he's like hitting it hard. Like he really is trying to bring this crow back. Like in real life, I feel like he was trying to <laughs> animate it because I think he's a pretty good actor. Like, I don't, have you seen Sherry baby with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal? Mm-mm. She's like a, an addict who's in recovery and like trying to build her life back together. And Holly, I haven't seen it in over a decade, but the two of them end up hey. getting together. I don't know if he was like uh, her sponsor or what, but they end up like connecting romantically, but he's like amazing in that movie. Like he's he's a <laughs> legit actor. So to see him doing this ridiculous dance and bringing a crow back to life just by the <clears throat> magic of his body movements is pretty great. So you should watch this movie for that.
1: Okay. Okay. I think, you know what? I think that's going to wrap this one up. I don't think we could say any more. So why don't you tell everyone where they could find you in the show so that they know.
0: You can find me and you can find my co-host Jordan at film shake. That's one word film shake where the nineties movies podcast. Like I said, we don't always cover a movie that is bad too. Sometimes we'll just cover a movie. That's awesome. Like we did broken arrow, which is like our most popular episode. And all we did was talk about how awesome it was like the whole time. So yep. You can find us there. We're uh, we're on pretty much all the social medias and we talk about Wicked Prayer in our Crow episode. If you want to hear me talk more about it, but a lot less than this—maybe about thirty <laughs> seconds—and then I just kind of petered out and stared off into the distance.
1: But the biggest selling point—they have a Crow episode, so you definitely want to
0: listen to that. Oh, I didn't even get to tell you how I would recast Wicked Prayer if I had the choice. If I had the chance. Oh, I well, want to hear me talk even more. I've already like cost you your entire listener base. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? We go. I thought I was letting you use the idris elba angle with that but sure go ahead and recast wicked prayer itself
0: (laughs) all right get this when i we i recast wicked prayer josh the crow is idris elba and it makes no sense because it's on an aztec reservation but he's there and his girlfriend is ariana grande and she gets brutally murdered because i do not like ariana grande that shit where she licked the donut and put it back like it's pissed me off for the past five years since that happened so she's, she's his fiance and she's brutally murdered. And her dad is still Danny Trejo. Cause I'm going to keep Danny Trejo. He's still in it, but I'm booting David Boreanaz and Tara Reed. And I'm recasting them with Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, because I oh hate them goodness. too. And I know they're going to die at the end and I'm keeping Dennis Hopper. And I know he's dead, but I feel like this is what he'd want. Like dig him up and do it. weekend of Bernie style. And like, even though his, his dialogue was so amazing in the original, like, I feel like if you do some really artistic puppetry, his body language could replicate that. And then all the extras are CGI because you need the rest of the money to pay Idris Elba to be in this. Like, we can't afford to pay any extras. And that's it. That's how I would recast it. Amen.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> that sounds crazy. I love that you cast people who' like, I want to see him die. That's how I base my casting. I want to see them die.
0: Yeah, if I made movies, I would cast people I hate in roles where I knew I could kill them. I mean, not in real life, obviously. This isn't like an Army Hammer situation, allegedly. Like, I just want to kill them in the movie. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. So, once again, that's Film Shake everywhere. You can find it. Find the show. I'm assuming all the major platforms, right?
0: That's right. As far as I know, we haven't gotten kicked off of any of them yet. So, really proud of that.
1: All right, well, not true, not true. Off. We
0: were on a network. We were on a network a few years ago. We did get kicked off of that, and then it folded, so it didn't even matter.
1: Let's see, there you go. And it folded because it lost you. We'll look at it that way.
0: That's what I think. I actually <laughs> think it folded because we were on it.
1: <laughs> even after you were gone, it was just too much. Yeah. To from.
0: we we can never recover from them.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, let's go wrap it up. As always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod on Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying to do a little something on TikTok, but I don't know if that's working or not available wherever you get your podcast. And I have a final episode next week to close out the month of the crow. I'm not going to say the guest in case it falls through. Cause I don't have that recorded yet, but if I get it to work out, it should be a very special episode. So you guys make sure you come back and I'll talk to you next time.